0: So in a previous podcast I mentioned we might talk about something. Maybe we'll talk about that today. Shades with Fidel Castro. Missile crisis. I think I'm back. And I think these guys had a crisis. <laughs> So we've got 100 guests to do, so I'm going to do that while we're doing the intro. So let's go out with the guy we've got on Zoom first. Hello, guest.
1: Good evening. How are we all? So who are we, guest? This is Martin here from Tactical Sports International. And 14 other things, I'll bet. Uh, if you want me to name them all, we might have to get double the recording length. That's true.
0: All right, who else? We've got some in the room with us as well. Let's go from my left to my right.
2: Yeah, so uh Doc. Here, from the Squirrels.
0: He's not sleepy, he's Doc.
2: Uh, count Zero from the Squirrels, also known as Timothy
3: from Urban Jailball.
0: I like to count.
3: And Preacher from the Squirrels.
0: He's like a third offender. I think we've had enough of Preacher for one year. Shit, yeah. Mm. So um, what brings us all here, lads?
4: Uh, well, we um, decided that we would create a, our own event called um, CIC, or... Crisis in Cuba.
0: hmm And... You did it.
3: We did it, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, we, we decided that we, we wanted to run an event as a, as a MILSIM and went out there, did it. We didn't know exactly what it was going to be called. Um, and as fate may be, around the date we ran the MILSIM was actually uh, anniversary of the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. So we, we thought as a uh, as a remembrance of of that date of how the world could have changed dramatically, um, and we we thought we'd run a milsim along that sort of line and theme. So from that.
0: I'll bet you there's a bunch of people at home going, "What what milsim? <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: there was no milsim. I didn't see an ad for this. Yeah, there was. Let, let's <laughs> let's get the elephant out of the room."
4: Yeah, so look, I mean, we created a private invi- invitation only list um, where we're just a squad. So we, we don't, we're not, we don't own a business. We don't do marketing. Um, it was more of just who was the closest buyer that we knew we could run an event and not overly ref or anything on those lines, um, could follow a clear set of rules that basically got an invitation. Um
0: so that's why I didn't get an invite.
3: Bullshit. Yeah,
4: Bullshit invite. <laughs> I, was, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were the first to decline. I think I was.
3: Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah, so we, we, we essentially had that as an invite only event from, yeah, we didn't want to have to ref it. We just oh, my
0: God. Motorbikes, the bane of my existence today.
3: Indeed. Yeah, we didn't want to ref it. We just wanted the game to flow and um, having objectives that were. Based upon what the players did, um, by finding certain things in the field and um, and doing certain actions, actually enabled the game to just flow um, in the way it did. Yeah,
4: I think keeping it simple, keeping it very simple. Yeah, um, knowing pretty much everyone that attended made it very very easy to um, follow the the theme of the event. And follow the rules and play to, the, you know, the standard that we wanted it to, to play to. So um, really good feeling across across the field and across um, the two opposing teams. So... Um,
0: Can I ask how many people went?
4: Yeah. So we had um, 36
3: attended. Yeah. Yep. Um, we had 36 players and...
0: A
1: million <coughs> admins. And,
3: and six... Six ad- admins. Six admin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Slash mix in and play when
2: we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. slash, yes. BCs, admin, yeah, players, yeah. balances. Yeah.
4: The, the rule was if um, the admin team weren't wearing a high-vis vest, they're engageable in one way or another.
0: They're in play.
3: Yeah. yeah. To essentially enhance that gameplay on the day, whether that was helping one faction or another or being completely independent.
0: So where do you fit into all this, Tim? What was your role during the event?
2: Um, I was on the floating admin team.
0: The floating admin?
2: Yeah. So there was a couple of admins sort of semi-loosely assigned to each side, and there was a couple in the middle that were told. Uh, Rocket and myself um, had some...
1: Rockets. Rockets, yep, yep. Rocket had a rocket. <laughs> rocket had a rocket. I had Did he a have rocket A person well? well. and a thing,
0: yes. yes. So were you like Groot before a rocket?
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had an MGL, we had a mortar, and we had a rocket. And we decided to just go around, see who could use it, see who could bribe us to use it. Uh-huh. Uh, ended up with 10 Intel cards and a big bag of snakes, so that was a good bribe.
0: Gotta love the snakes.
2: <laughs> um and just float around and see how people were going, make sure everyone was drinking, nudge people to, you know, hey, you've been standing there for 10 minutes in the sun, get in the shade. Mm.
0: So what I'd sort of like to do next is get some feedback from you guys for any other squad that goes, yeah, we'd like to go down this road as well. So how did you go about picking somewhere to go?
4: Uh, so we were just lucky that we came across this field. Um, just being part of, the, I guess, the community. Um, it is a private field, so um, and it's by invitation only. So we are lucky we're in a position that that invitation got extended to us to be able to run an event there. So um, it, it is in Gympie, the, the location. It's called The Farm. Um, and, yeah, to attend, you yeah, just basically get invited to, to attend to it. Um an amazing field. It's not the biggest field but what it lacks in, in the size it makes up for. Um in J. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: For those of you non military people, that's the jungle.
2: Yeah. I, I
3: think so, it's about thirteen acres is
2: total. Yeah, yeah. Ten, 10 usable was the field section that we yeah. used yeah. and yeah. the diversity of terrain, thickness, foliage was amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah.
2: And I don't think we even used all that ten. Mm. And it would have felt like you're on
0: 100 anyway. Yes. Because yeah. you, you can't just duck down here or run over there to, to or the just follow a track somewhere.
3: To the yeah. point of being three metres away from someone and not even seeing them and they, the, the enemy shooting you and you don't even know where it's come from and no. they're still in stealth in an ambush
1: <laughs> position. Is it's the first, really amazing. first time I've ever actually seen a ghillie suit used effectively because the leaf was identical to the leaf so it was brilliant
4: And to the point that probably general moving movement uh, from 5 to 10 metres you couldn't hear away.
0: So, yeah. yeah So would you say most contacts were based on sound or movement?
3: Uh, I would say still a combination of both Yeah um, it, we're, we're in a normal, like in Parabellum.
0: If, if our stuff was based on sound, like in a podcast, something like that motorbike in the background, it would be really annoying for my listeners. Yeah.
3: Like, in, like at Parabellum, most of the contacts there were based upon sight rather than sound, yeah. um, where here it was definitely both. You could be walking along and suddenly step on the wrong twig and it'd be like, uh-oh, I just need to stay still for a bit so that that person I can see who is literally only five metres away, I don't want them to light me up. Look, I mean, the majority of the engagements that were in the thick scrub
4: um, were, were that. that they were a skirmish. So it was hit and run, you know, someone's trying to creep up and they've you know, stood on that twig or something like that. They've set off a, an IED or a noisemaker and you just hear you know, a couple of blurs, Someone runs away, someone doesn't, and they move into another strategic plot. Um, very, very hard to ref from that point of view as well. Impossible. Um, there's Unless a you're the predator. Yeah. <laughs> there's a slightly open area um, in the jungle where there was a pretty good engagement, but still, like, you're moving around trees to get a decent line of sight and so on. Um, yep. There's one brilliant dry up billabong which is a nice open area with um, some cover through there as well and that's where most of we we stage most of the um, pivotal battles yeah. Yeah. So. yeah
0: so was your event very story and larp driven mm-hmm. So, I mean or MPC driven more than larp
4: we engaged a group of people within the community um, and from there, we, we didn't want it to be an event that you had to go and buy specific uniform requirements. Um, we encouraged immersion. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get involved, great, absolutely. Um, if you want to um, dress up to a specific theme, perfect. If you just rocked up in jeans and a flanny, that was also fine. Um, you know, Having an event where it doesn't cost you any more than the travel, the cost of the ticket, the you know, the food, and all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, so there's that. nothing you need to buy specifically yeah. for that event that you'll never possibly use again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how did you go about identifying teams um, when when you don't have set uniforms and blah blah blah? How did you uh, get over that hurdle?
3: Well, one of the things that we 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 basically engaged red versus blue, both of those teams <laughs> to essentially have. <laughs> And and I'll address that because we we essentially changed that dramatically. But we essentially got two groups of people and put them into two different messenger chats and got them by some engagement to go, well, you're this team, and it was essentially green team, and you're going to be doing this. So this is an idea for your faction as a uniform, as an idea. And then we did that same for the other team that we had in another chat, which we called the purple team. So we had green versus purple. Both pretty subdued colours for those people that could do some... I, I, identify... Thank you. P-I-D. Identify friend or foe with green armbands on or a purple armband on, and both of those being fairly subdued so they weren't going to be highlighted against a green background of the forest. Um, and it was
1: actually kind of hard to see the armbands because the colours did did blend quite nicely if you didn't want to see it.
3: Yeah, and so it did have that opportunity of like, who is that there? Is that a friendly or an enemy?
1: Or is that just
0: a pig?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that a koala? No. Oh.
4: I guess to, to take a step back from that, what we did is we created a Facebook page, which was a private page, and we aggregated plays onto onto their first yep. and gauged the level of, of you know, commitment, whether they could attend or not. And then from that, we then segregated them into the two chats. Yep. Um, and there was team balancing going along throughout the whole time. We got them to choose two CEOs within the two chats, and from there they organised themselves Um Within their own teams, how they, however, the co, deemed fit, um, and then yeah, the final team balancing on, on the day.
0: How did you find the co dynamic went um, in those teams?
4: Um, feedback that I got from players was pretty good. Yeah, uh, because
0: some people really want to be told go there, shoot the thing. Other people want to just go off and do their own thing. So, some people love that I've got a boss. Some people hate it.
3: Yeah, yeah and, and I certainly, I think I noticed that from the two CEOs that we had that, that were chosen or we'll put their hands up to do so, I can probably say about 90% of their players were well engaged to actually do what was said. But um, that said also, there was a, a few people, and, and these people were probably not so used to the mill sim, um, who were a bit, oh, but... I just run off here and I just do this. And this was some of the local people there which yeah. we, we invited along because it is their field. Um, and, and some of those people, I think, there was a little bit of a challenge for them to come up to that ideal of, oh, but I don't understand this, you're telling me
1: what to do. Well, it was more to just, than just this team death match, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And operating and f- at a squad level with... Objective yeah. is not just shoot, spawn, shoot, spawn. Mm. Yeah. And you could see that in their play of yeah. some of those guys of like running back to the respawn to you know, to try and get back there quicker so they could have their, their downtime respawn of five minutes before they could get back in again and and try and get that penalty of dying over as quick as possible.
4: In um in a microcosm
3: of that event, it was
4: really good to see some of those local players who um who wouldn't normally have been exposed to a Milsum, adapt pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some that, you know, oh, this is, this is what I normally do, and they, they just played their style all day, which was great to see them keep that level of endurance up all day. Um, but back to the leadership side of things, um, I certainly got feedback and I saw that there was clear, decisive decisions being made by, by both of those CEOs, but there was also the ability for them to take feedback on from players and adjust accordingly.
0: Yeah. The other thing that I want to give you guys mad kudos is you ran an event in November in Gympie in the jungle on a stinking hot day, and you didn't have a single heat or hydration-related no-duff. Correct. That's
4: that's pretty big.
1: We didn't have a single no-duff that was game-related, to be honest.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Part of the management that we had on that day was um, the, the respawn. So we wanted uh, players to be challenged by their respawn and not throw it away lightly. And if they did, so, so their first hit was a tourniquet, yep. and it took as long as it took to apply the tourniquet uh, to get them back into the game as quickly as possible. But if they gave their second respawn away... 3 minutes at respawn and it could they could be on the other side of the field so it could and You've be got to travel all the way there, the way there then there, wait the 3 minutes and three then minutes. travel all the way back. But what it did is it actually provided time to these players to reload their magazines, drink water, hydrate, bring their heart, you know, their, their heart rate down and body temperature and body added. temperature down. Um, at each respawn we actually had water sprays as well so they could spray it on their face, down the back of their neck just to again have that heat management. Um, And we advertised this through the middle of the day. We um, had a stand-down. So we had a stand-down for lunch. Um, And then through the stand-down, we provided, and I understand this is not going to happen in every day, (laughs) but we can do this at a private one.
1: Um, Water boy.
4: Yeah, so water. (laughs) Ha, ha, um, quality
0: uh, heat. Whoa. Some
4: some fruits, some sugars, some watermelon, apples, oranges, stuff like that.
0: Um, Lemons.
4: And yes, <laughs> a bit of suck, suck it up. Um, yeah, and, and some lollies, so plenty of sort of that sort of quick burn sugar, but then
3: some carbohydrate stuff to keep yeah. them going throughout the day. Um, and, and we did put up um, quite a, a lot of signs around, but we did put up quite a lot of signs around the field at respawns, at their bases, at entry to field of like the signs of heat stroke and the signs of you know, dehydration. Um, Did
0: you put the infamous P colour chart up?
3: Uh, no, I found a great one. Oh, in,
0: in the army they used to put that on every urinal. you would be going, Oh, going I got to level ten.
4: Googling an image for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah army think,
0: P chart. Takes
4: me to a few
3: different pages, I don't yeah. want to be on. Yeah.
4: And and then to an extent what so what um Count was saying before that as the admin team were moving through the field um and there was a down player, can you just Move yourself up, over, and move into the shade until you know the engagement stops or, or any of that. So, having that freedom of movement from the admin team and and there being quite a number of us um, was, I guess, pretty good from a player perspective. Where they are instead of sitting in, well, in it's the one to six, sun,
0: isn't it? Admin to players, yeah, yeah
4: that's so pretty high, Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: And that it wasn't a huge field We weren't overly spread out We could be where the gameplay was We weren't having to search for people like,
4: From a selfish point of view um, we'll We're, we're players like, We want to play So we want to run games for, To sort of have an extra layer within the community But we also, we're players first yep. so, yeah.
3: yep.
0: so what are your big takeaways from
3: CIC well let's
0: you know, do that
1: again
3: yeah. Again, yeah. Again, again 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 yeah. yeah it was a lot of that, oh my God, I love that field. I love playing it. It was um, you know, you know, heard a lot of we really enjoyed that. it was different. And one of the things that um, Doc and I were, were quite adamant about of we don't want to tell the players to we, we didn't want to baby the players at all, you know we didn't want to say to them well, you've got to take three leaders like on a Milsoft. Um, we said, look, you're an adult enough, you're big enough and you're ugly enough to know what you're doing. That's why you've been invited here. Um, and, you know, from that sort of level of self-discipline for each of those players that, that turned up and played, they, they knew, OK, I've got to have some food to have with me to, to eat on the field. I've got to have liquids and... I've got to have my hydrolite sports so that I can keep my electrolytes up. Um, And and essentially, we were just there to help the flow of the game and to essentially make sure that it was fun for everyone still.
4: You can have that type of conversation when you have an invited group of people.
0: Mm.
4: One, you know your audience. You're not out there for commercial gain um, and you're not, catering to a huge mass of of people. So that's why we could be quite stringent of, you know... Knowing your demographic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So to that, one of the biggest takeaways would be if we were going to do something like this again, it would be invitation only. We're happy to grow the invitation list, um, but the other other takeaway is to what I guess Preach was alluding to is not having a timetable of events, that this has to happen by this and this and this. We had stuff up our sleeve that we didn't even use and I didn't get any feedback that anyone was bored.
3: Yeah. And and it was kind of like good that we, we had that thought process of, well, if they get through all of these objectives in X period of time, okay, let's do this.
0: Did you find there was any objectives where a squad or a faction just went, you know what, I'm not interested in that, I'm going to go over there and do this instead.
3: Oh, I think that happens all the
1: time. I think think Preacher's bomb hiding skills was a little too good (laughs) for part of the team. Yeah. So and I think, Tim, one of yours was a little bit too hard to find, wasn't it? That was one of the ones that we made a little bit easier to find.
2: I thought it was the yeah, I thought it was the one that was easy because it was sitting on top of a massive root ball with the streamer <laughs> hanging out. And everyone's walking but around looking at to their walk toes.
1: It yeah. times and, not see it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and it was twenty meters away from the domination point that they were. Continually fighting, fighting over. Yeah.
1: yeah. But There's me thinking hiding one at the end of the dead end track that no one's going to go down that it would be impossible to find and yet it was the first one they found.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, <coughs> having, having the NPCs to nudge players along in the direction that we want them to, to go for, obviously... Without
0: railroading them at the without same Without
4: railroading them and going, oh, you have to do this. You, can
0: you can't do this mission Until you've done this thing over here
4: No, but yeah. you can go Well, we're just going to Set up all our IEDs or whatever along here And, and not let them Or something like that but well,
2: yeah, yeah. The first thing that Rocket and I did was We came across one of the squads Basically took our vests off and said So we're down visiting Cuba From Texas, we've got all the big guns from Texas uh, We're looking to pay for our holidays So if you want to Know, barter with us. We can let you use them for an hour. If you're the successful bidder,
0: want to rent my stick shooter?
2: Yeah, we'll be rent. We'll be back here in at X time. We went over to the other team offered the same thing, and then whoever was successful at whatever time, we went and met them at that designated thing, and then said, "Right, you have us for this period. This is our conditions. We won't go off and run people. You have to guide us into somewhere to to do something." Um. I don't think anyone's going to forget the look on bad Ernie's face when I handed him the MGL and he's just gone running across the field with a six-shot <laughs> MGL. <laughs> to be fair, I'd kind of also airburst a Thunderbee at him a bit earlier, so it was sort of a... <laughs> Yay! Yeah. yeah. How okay. did you
0: deal with um, currency for that barter, or did you do something else?
4: Uh, so we had an objective um, which we internally just caught fifty-two to pick up. So every player... Had a, a card from a like a playing card, uh, so each CEO was issued decks of cards, and at your respawn, you had to pick up another card. So, if in an engagement you won the area, and the ability to search that player, you just handed over any intel, and that became a level of currency, or any level of creativity that the players came up with,
2: that was right. accepted. So I think that was the thing that halfway through we sort of figured that people were pretty quickly running their cards back to their own fob to stash away for extraction. Mm -hmm. Um, So we sort of pivoted right in the middle and said, hey, if you want to get currency, pick up some extra cards. Um, All the players were asked to write their name on the card that they took out with them as their first life sort of thing. So that when they were searched, you knew or had an idea of whose hands that card had passed through. If Uno took a card out and Ricochet shot him, he'd pick it up and then Ricochet would sign it as well and put it back in their stash. We were, I think, one or two cards I saw with like three or four signatures on it in the end. Um, And then halfway through we said, hey, if you want some extra currency, give each of your um, players an extra card, get them to write their name and a dollar sign. So we know that that was a tradable currency card because they had to always keep one on them while they are alive. Um, and I suppose that was just the freedom that we'd had to pivot mm. some of those rules. People want to trade more. People want to do stuff with the NPC. What can we offer them? Mm. Let's try w- it. Was
0: that something that you had like an admin chat going where you went, I've got this great idea. Can I roll with it? Or is that something you just rolled with on the day?
3: One, one of the things that we said to the, the admin team that we, we had and it was essentially, you know, you um, have got to doctor. Count and myself, um, Rocket uh, and another guy um, and, and, Iggy. And, and, and and Iggy and Iggy and, and another guy yeah, and, oh, um, so yeah. Yeah. and um, we basically gave each of them freedom to do whatever they wanted to do, so if a player came to him and said, oh I want to do this it was almost the answer of yes, unless it was whatever, completely stupid, to to give each of those admin team a free reign to go, yeah, okay, let's roll with it and not have to, you know, ring back in to me or to, to Doc to go, is it okay to do this? No. You get did the, did they then
0: enough. put it into a chat and go, just did this? or
4: We, we just had a radio comms. And yep. Yep. Any, anything that would change that was not situational and would then... Affect the game ongoing, or if we needed to provide consist- consistency on that, mm. then it was radiating. Yeah, because yeah.
0: um, one of the linchpins of a good event is how the admins communicate.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. So we just kept it really simple. So by the storyline, it just present presented um, the landscape and and then the theme. Uh, we didn't dig into the landscape. We didn't give NVC's characters and and then therefore a script. Um, so it was more of I didn't tell Tim that he was from Texas. He, he just, just, cracked on. just, he just went and, and did it for, saw the need and went and did it. Yep. Um, and, and that was the level of fluid we wanted to have.
3: Um, and, and that's one of the things of why, you know, um, Doc and I got people like Tim and we got Gunnar because they're experienced people and they can really think on their feet to make up an idea and, Instigate that idea and help that gameplay so continue on and be fun. Are you saying that Gunner laughed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, <that makes laughs> a bit. Yes,
0: I'm so. putting words in your mouth, but <laughs> maybe it's the
3: entry level. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was my apprentice farmer for sure.
4: <laughs> so kind of he, help me find my. <laughs> I heard you go, Where are my we cows? My cows. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard you
3: say. Where are my cows?
0: You see yeah. my gals. Sounds like the shoes <laughs> on the other foot, buddy. <laughs> oh. So h- how'd you like that, Gunner?
1: What part? The, the LAPI the, thing or just in doing, general? Doing the LAPI thing. Ah, oh, we really didn't. It was just for a little bit of fun <laughs> at the end of the lunch break and um But the scenario didn't really need the need the LARP up. I know Tim used his text and sort of things for the ability for someone to use the gadgets that we had, it wasn't necessarily a LARP, it was just an involvement. Um I if it was LARP, I didn't think of it as that.
0: <laughs> Are you thinking I'm swearing at you or it was LARP. It I, was laugh. I heard him talking
1: about It's, it's just another four letter it. word that's that's rude. It <laughs>
0: was hard LARP. We did, we did hard joke in the
2: chat pre event that we're gonna bring a foam sword along for Gunner just so he could you, know, you should have given me like a foam, foam storm breaker.
3: <laughs> so we we you know, some of the things we did as um as the NPCs where we'd take off our yellow vest and we'd be walking around as a NPC character.
1: A little going, bit suspicious.
3: Going, Hey, try and help me find my cows mm. and then the the team that you were talking to were like, Oh yeah, I'm not really engaged with you and they would just let you walk off, and as soon as their backs were turned, I would turn around and shoot them.
0: Were you obviously armed at the point? Definitely, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely armed.
3: But gave them the what level. Mistake. I, I wanted to give them that level of. This is a non-player character. They're not part of our squad. How do I trust them? I only trust them whilst I have a gun. That's or a, a blaster that is near level to mm. ready to engage them to to make sure that the players realise that even though that you might be a local to that area in that milsim, that you can never truly be fully trusted because you're not part of that team. Mm. And to always have a level of respect to that NPC, knowing that they could be a, a really good friend, but they could also be a foe.
0: They could be wearing black pyjamas and you don't know. That's right.
3: And, and wanted to instil that thought process that I know uh, some members of our Jobbles um, community have served overseas and had situations with locals that they may not completely trust and they're supposed to be on their side. Wanted to bring that sort of an element into the gameplay so that there was that level of, oh, that guy has shot me twice now. <laughs> Am I going to trust him again?
2: <laughs> is he playing the
3: same? You shouldn't
4: have
2: trusted him the second time. Is he
4: playing I'm the same character sure this time? He, we're engaging him. You've definitely compromised their level of trust outside <laughs> of this story
1: mode. was definitely a problem with the missing cows. You've got to face it. We've got, we've got to find them with their right. cows with guns or? next <laughs> time.
3: And so, in, in that sort of respect, I wanted them to really go and respect that unknown aspect of the NPC that. They are all friendly and they are all probably enemy as well.
0: Jeez, sounds like we need to do a peacekeeping sim <laughs> to really press that home.
2: What was interesting because Preach was telling us about that and uh, Rocket and I turned up to the first uh, bidding war, I suppose, for the, for the heavy guns and I'm wondering if it was just because we were carrying these big long tubes that we had like four of them just wouldn't take their guns off us. Uh, Hammer, for instance, was just like, "No, nah, we're just going to shoot them and take the guns. We're just going to shoot them." And Ricochet's All like, crimes for us. <laughs> Ricochet's like, "Yeah, but what if the gun goes off? It'll take." And it, Hammer's like, "That's okay. I'm to the side. It'll only take <coughs> take out the CO, the comms, and the other dude." <laughs> Hammer was they fine. can respawn. <laughs> um, it's an acceptable loss. Yeah, and then uh, there's a little bit of video going around when we went to the other team, uh, Uno and Pablo, or uh, Sparky. Um, super untrusting, pointing at us the whole time. And then out of the middle of this massive bush of wait a while, Bad Ernie just charges out, gets halfway into the track, still held by the wait a while, trying to keep a gun pointed <laughs> at us at the same time. Oh,
0: memories. So <laughs> well, he's stuck like an like yeah,
4: insect in a, bu- a spider's web. Yeah, yeah but because we the had these web. big guns yeah.
2: pointed. Oh,
4: yeah. Do you just want to bring up, in the middle of one of the engagements... And uh, I think the bartering had finished And Rocket and Count were on a faction side And there was an engagement with the other team And you're moving around into a better position to get a line of sight And um, there, the, there's a photographer who he normally plays on that field um, But he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to play, You have know, got a bit of a heart condition I'll uh, just take photos some great photos from the event. Um, so he's down in the scrub, kneeling down, taking photos, and the valve off Boris, and if you ever get the pleasure of meeting Boris, um, it's a CO2 fed... looks like stuff. a javelin. Yeah.
3: Mm. yeah. Or, or an 84mm yeah. rocket Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Um, and it lets off a pretty good noise when it's released. The valve handle's gotten caught in the vine, so that paints a picture of how thick the scrub was, and absolutely scares the bejeebus out of um, poor CJ taking photos. Um, and all I hear is this man down. <laughs> anyway.
2: Yes, there was concern that, that uh, Rocket had accidentally shot the photographer going through vines that point, we were trying point to... Point blank. Point blank. Point blank with a tennis ball-sized stress ball. Excellent. He didn't, he didn't, but yeah, there's about 20 seconds of solid stress there before we figured out that was good. <laughs> And behind you, of course, the CO2 thumps. Everyone's just like, what, what, did something go wrong? Who did what? Yeah, <laughs> contact yep. somewhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: That
0: good. Any other classic moments?
3: There's certainly some very, you know, close situations where um, within the, the gameplay, the, each side basically had to try and find these three parts of the device and then put those devices together in a specific order and then have those devices extracted. And in that moment of those devices being extracted, um, obviously prompting the enemy to come and attack them to stop said extraction, And some of those moments were extremely close for each side um, trying to do that. And and the amount of um, flanking... Uh, hearing people firing in through the bush and you just don't know where it's coming from is, is was quite high. The,
2: the centre area where the extractions and everything uh, was about 120 metres diameter.
1: Has it's like a, an amphitheatre. It's a low ground with high ground all around it.
2: Yeah, high ground on probably two-thirds to three-quarters of it and then solid, dense jungle on the remainder. So no matter what, you were coming down out of bush, across out of bush, up over ridges out of bush. Um, easy to, yeah, as Preach said, easy to keep flanking.
0: So people found it okay to manoeuvre and flank?
2: Oh, <coughs> lots totally of the little yeah, game yeah. trails that they yeah. just jumped on and, yeah.
4: yeah. Great little ambush positions. And, and there was a moment where um, a player was in, in an ambush position and guarding a domination point and there were two other players coming in to attack that domination point, um, and the ambush was triggered, and you know, it was two versus one, so you know the, um, the guy who was defending the point lost, but through there there's, there's an amazing picture, and I was just trying to quickly find it. We have posted it on, on our chat somewhere, of the domination point has been taken. The player has enacted his, his mock Death. Um, but there's under this fallen log where he's hiding, you know, the other players reaching through and, and just doing a fist bump. You know, you're in the field, it's still gameplay, but to see that, that moment. Um, of, that was Kermit, wasn't it? Yeah, Kermit. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and Rattlesnake. And and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think he's got some great footage actually <laughs> on, on his end of, of that moment too. So. Yes. Um,
1: well, the photo was a screen grab from the video.
4: Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it, a really for me that was
3: a really good moment um, of the game. Um, yeah. 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 And and that's pretty much the whole day was that level of great camaraderie between the teams, um, fighting mm. over objectives and and having little skirmish moments, and and the and hearing about these of like, oh, and I was just trying to get that guy's card because he was about a metre and a half away, but I knew if I moved that metre and a half that I was going to get engaged, but I wanted to stay there so I could take his card. And and that level of engagement of, I, like players have had during playing COD or Battlefield where they're trying to get the dog tags off the enemy player, um, and that's the kind of thing theme that we wanted to, to really come with that of like, yeah, I want to get that intel off this player and I'm prepared to sit here for a little bit longer to try and wait so that hopefully it's clear so I can crawl up and do that um, and other players going don't, don't you know, basically <laughs> hoping that the other player wouldn't don't take this take their you card you. because they wanted to have it as their precious their, their life basically
4: I think the other thing um, where we've been able to get feedback and be able to discuss all this is we camped there the night before, and a lot of players camped there the night before. So there was the ability for everyone to congregate around the barrel of you know the fire and sit and chat in the lead up to the game, knowing that yeah they're on the other side and so on. And there's there's that great community vibe around mm-hmm. there, and we camped. There that night too So um, obviously a lot of players Sort of as the day progressed um, We did do a night portion As well um, And there was a lot smaller numbers For the night side of things um, But yeah we, we adjusted the game We said look you know This is what we want to do And uh, in the morning We went look it's pretty hot If we need to We will extend the dinner break and give everyone pl- plenty of time to still run the night game. Um, and I think people appreciated that side of things. And then if they didn't want to play, I know a lot of people stayed just up in that safety area and, and camped and sat around and chat about whatever yeah. um, while the rest of the guys went out and continued to... To play the night
3: portion of the game where we had about, yeah. I think, 16 guys come and play in the night section. Oh, <coughs> it was nine aside.
1: Yeah, 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And, and have a fun play around for about an hour and a half, two hours of night play with out lights. Just yeah. red lights only. Well, so filtered light was, was, um, was
4: the challenge.
0: <coughs> so for those at home, can you explain what the raison d'etre for filtered light is?
3: Um, so the reason why we wanted to have um, a no white light policy um, and, and we did allow red and green but uh, lights at night, basically to emulate that whole situation, um, like in the military, of if you had a light which was visible at night, you're essentially at risk of being shot because the enemy can see that light from a long way away. And the reason why the military use a red light is because its wavelength does not travel as far. And so, um, when you're in the army and you're at night and you're trying to read a map or something like that, you, you cover up the light as much as possible, put a poncho over your head and read the light. Read the map with your red light so that that light isn't glowing out towards anyone who might be 20 metres, 100 metres, you know, 2 k's away and on a yeah. hilltop seeing that light and going, bang, that's where the enemy is, you know, fire the mortars there. Or and, and especially
0: the days of infrared observation night, vision goggles, that <coughs> sort of stuff... Those wavelengths are extremely bright under MVG. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And obviously the, the white light just kills everyone's night vision. Mm. Um,
0: so... I could go on a little path about visual purple, but I've got to leave that for other people. Okay. Great.
4: Uh, <laughs> one, one of my head hates at on a night game is it's who's got the brightest torch. Yeah. Yeah. and the, I'm landing a jumbo. Yeah. And just someone shining it lose your night vision and then they've got a strategic advantage and if you just go well no one has a torch and you're back to it, it it's more skill set
0: it's fieldcraft. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, apart from the fact we didn't even have a moon and we were in full tree canopy cover so it was dark for, was unless you were Phil of course it was, was a dark. full moon
2: there was just it was a light moon
1: right? was just a light, light it. pitch black when we were playing
2: it was yeah. amazing it was, was
4: pretty dark I, was uh, at, I on, the, on the Friday night before the event, <laughs> we went down into the jungle it and was it was a clear sky and it was amazing. Unfortunately, the Saturday night, it was, which was the full moon. Um, it was thin cloud. It was thin cloud and, and just, the yeah. moon didn't pop up for just a bit later. A very late yeah. moon,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah time I, time I often try and plan it. based on the moon. And it oh, we did? Work, it never works for me. Yeah. <laughs> never. <laughs>
4: It kept yeah. true to, to form then in that yeah. case, yeah. but I, I think it certainly, the majority of the people understood the challenge, um, and it, it was. I exactly. broke I
1: broke the rule the rule I broke that rule hardcore. Uh, yeah, I used my torch. I gave up. I was like, no, I saw this Phil's shooting at me well, with nods so- on. I'm blinding him with a torch. <laughs> oh, <you won't> really, <laughs> I give <you're>
4: up. <laughs> just, yeah, look, I mean, there's certainly different ways around um, allowing a bit of white light, uh, which we've discussed afterwards and potentially like a assault the fort and there's one person with a, a, a decent torch yeah. that can act as a spotty. Yeah. So that's sort of like a, a guard real world, tower, Yeah, a guard tower or something along those lines. Not 20 people with 30,000 looms yeah. blinding you. Um, yeah. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, from what we are trying to do of make it fun <laughs> Um I would have loved to have had, essentially, the six hours of night game and, and run through to, like, midnight or so. But You would have been by yourself by that point. Yeah, probably. I would have maybe had a couple of guys, but uh, it's not very interesting <laughs> when there's only two or three of you playing. Particularly when you you're the only one with nods. Oh, there was Kermit, too.
0: He wasn't playing. Why did he get his back by
4: ah, I thought he, he came out to test his setup. He wasn't playing. And then, because he was on the back end of cold symptoms or whatever. Mm. So he he did well to be out there all day and then just tested his setup and went, cool, I'm happy with that, or I actually don't know (laughs) what the outcome of that was, um, and then called it from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, from memory, Kermit had a warranty issue with a set that he bought and was waiting for him to come back for CIC. Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah, he had them back
4: by then. Yeah. 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 So... Look, I, I think um, for us, if back to you or probably your original questions of if, any, if there's any other squad thinking about wanting to run an event and so on, um, we're happy to sort of share any of the the uh, challenges we, we went through. Mm-hmm. Um, it did start off as a bit of a shits and giggles project and certainly escalated up a lot more as we started to cater for more people and realised the scope and having to address more things that we thought we'd had to. Um, I think we still managed to keep it pretty simple. Mm. Um, the one thing is where we're at is, yeah, sure, we, we might run something else like this again. Um, it's not for commercial gain for us, it's more just for fun and have a different layer of, of gameplay. Mm. Um, but where we would like to sort of, not segregate the community. We would rather kind of build the community into a yeah. focus. Yeah. So by doing this, is uh, that's not what we're trying to achieve. It's more of broaden it. Do you
0: think CIC is something that we could put on the road and go, righto, Townsville, you've got this great big blaster community, we'll parachute in and run this event that we've run before that's driven by the community and you guys can have a crack?
1: It's very easily... Yeah. yeah, yeah, super easy. Yeah, it's very hard to do the invite only thing though when you don't know anyone up there.
0: Yeah, oh, the, I, I think that would fall on their community to to yeah. do that, and you guys just give guidance.
3: Yeah, that's it's quite easy to yeah. basically take this package of what we've done and and put mm. it into another location.
0: Because I often hear from people remote from southeast Queensland going, "Oh, I'd love to do a Milson, but I can't drive twelve hours for it," or whatever else so the option for them to run their own milsim with a parachute set of rules um, should be very attractive
4: yeah, yeah. Well, and, i mean definitely to have the interaction of the npcs having that level of knowing those people um because there's a fair bit of you know jest and uh, you know, people took the jokes as they <laughs> were intended to yeah. take it yeah. yeah. you know stir in the pot where they needed to and um, when you've played with
0: people for a couple of years, you know what buttons to press. Absolutely. Yeah. and It's
1: not only what buttons s- to press, but we also know the capabilities of. Mm. So we knew what someone's limit was or what the limit of the group was potentially.
3: Yeah. And and by seeing even some of the, um particularly when a team was having struggles of like, okay, I've got to get in there and actually help lead this team now because they're uh, essentially got gotten tired or didn't know what they were next to do, to get in there and like, OK, let's go. We're going to do this. Let's let's get on that. Uh, and, and that, I think, was, was good for the morale of the teams um, playing as well. Um, but I think, you know, some of the stuff we tried to do was very much um, one of our rules that we had on the day was, you know, one, let's we're doing this for fun. Rule number two, don't be a dick. You know, but that whole thought process, which is is, runs deep in our squad, Mm. of making sure that we're too bad. Yeah, as make sure we're doing it for the right reasons.
1: And rule number three is don't call someone else's hit. So that big on that that massively increases the professional side of yeah. I
3: hit you, And, and we pretty much said that on the day. You know, like if. We hear someone yelling out to someone else to call their hits. Well, you both hit. Hmm. Both go back to respawn. Uh, and that's there, there was none of that.
4: Yeah, there is minimal issues. Even from Marty. Even from Marty. Wow, um, I didn't get hit. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> not here in the
0: Terminator. Come on. <laughs>
4: <But> <laughs> I look, well, I look, even though the rule set was pretty easy, and even though the the group of people. Was quite intimate, um, and Preach and I did did a run through. We read through all the rules. It was all pretty clear. We thought um, there were still people who didn't quite understand all the rules, um, and that's something that from every event.
0: We'll how did the the local guys that hadn't Milton before? How did they drop in? Did they find the rules challenging because it's not something they've done before?
4: Some of them, yeah. So. They were added to those team chats beforehand where the rules were discussed and yet still people brought white
3: light. Yeah. Um, still people didn't bring a dead rag. Still people didn't bring a bandage. Yeah. Mm. But they
1: didn't bring didn't, water.
4: They didn't bring water. There was a guy who, a local player, ran a full ghillie the whole day and kept that pace up all day and... Saw him afterwards, and he was fine. Mm.
2: And I, like, cool, good yeah. for you. That's that's his capability because yeah. that's the field he yeah. runs week yeah. in, week out mm. in the same outfit. Yeah. So, um,
4: yeah. Look, I mean, there were some players are like, yeah, I can't look. I'm at my limit, and they just went up to the safety area, and that was fine as well. So I think we presented the rules fairly well. We we discussed them. You know, we were as transparent as possible and accessible for anyone to discuss that. Yeah, I think he's still always going to get that in, no matter how big of the pool. Yeah. yeah. A loss of interpretation somewhere.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Tried yeah. To, it certainly was eye-opening, I think, to someone. <coughs> That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Tried to push if you were asking a question of an admin. Ask it to further the game. Ask it to better the game. Don't ask it to... Game the game. Game the game. Yeah. Can, oh, we can get I away just with, do this? Yeah, can we get away with this? Yeah. There was very little of that. There was more hey, if we do that, this enables us to do this entire extra objective method of tasking, something yeah. different. Is that okay? I've done it how many times I heard Doc go, sure, why not? I think that was like your catchphrase for the first half of it was, sure, why not? Yeah. It wasn't going to break anything. It was just going to mm. be different. Yeah. 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 And, and then that. when he'd pass me or F- Preacher or anyone else, it was like, oh, those guys asked that, so i will let them do it. So if those guys ask them, let them do the same thing.
4: Well, they, towards the end of the day And the, the embassy's definitely got into the rhythm I brought a 8 by 5 Shade cloth And it was <laughs> rolled up And I, I just I gave it to, to Count and Rocket And I went Do something with this And it was rolled up And then I come down to the field And they built a bloody toll road
2: We built a toll road <laughs> And had the MGL Classic. had multiple IEDs Rockets and everything to yeah. basically just if you want to pass you have to trade with this or Fun, you can go all the way around this yeah mm-hmm. and we had the whole road mind as well with thunderbees nice and
1: yep just roll with it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. nice but yeah. but mm-hmm. we didn't get to use it did we
2: no oh not really we had one group go through it um and then with how the final battle where we tried to funnel everyone back into that big section, do a final battle and yeah. called the dinner break so yeah. Yeah. but yeah, that was just the here, do something yeah. with this, what are we going to do? Rocket yeah. and I are just talking going, there's a pinch point there let's toll road it yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's be a, a government
4: have, <laughs> have some really well tested parameters um, and have some, some people that can think on their feet and um, are fair and reasonable
3: and there you go you've, you've yeah. pretty much
4: just got an event
3: and, and the only other thing that we, we certainly learnt as a learn was on the day we just said look rock up pay on the day do your, you know, your, your forms on the day The Facebook um, yes and you know we're expecting
0: <coughs> they've got know, no skin in the game or, if they don't pay the bill that's yeah. right and so yeah. in, the, in the
3: future we would essentially do a prepayment like yeah. you would do for a Parabellum but um, yeah. We we would do that so then, then people were
1: a little more committed
3: to mm-hmm. actually. I I am going to get out of bed and come because I have paid my money. Cool. And to I guess to give you landscape
4: to that. So there's about 80 people that was on the invitation list, and we kind of got to go. Yeah, all right. There's about 60 people, and well, like, yeah, okay, that that sounds all right. Um, and then as it, as it got closer, yeah, there. I, go, so, I got to drop out for this
3: reason. Okay, or drop yeah. out for this reason or, or
0: mm, whatever. My <laughs> mum's cat's
3: sick.
4: Yeah, and and that's fine. You know, it, it's it is what it is. But I think yeah, definitely when I compare what we were where we run to, if we were to attend a, a PB, you you know that when you've paid, you're going, and you're mm. going to do everything you can to mm. go. Yeah. So I think yeah. that was one of the things pre pre paying. Um, but you know, to get that level of engagement out of a first event, yeah. out of a Facebook organised, you know, yeah, um,
3: probably.
0: Look, I, I, I have it. not heard a single whinge, bitch, or gripe about the event that's from great. from all the bongo drums that have beat about it. It's
2: all been positive. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's a reflection on the community too. <clears throat> it wasn't like the invitation wasn't to exclude anyone. It was hey. We know that you are ready for just a slight step up, just something a little bit harder, something a little bit more. Mm. You know, as Doc said, the guy in the ghillie, I think he had a tiny little bottle of water and that's it. And he knew that that's what he needed for 12 hours of playing. Mm. Other guys had a full camelback. They knew that's what they needed. Mm. Very little policing and it was, yeah, everyone was competent as far as Mills soft Bus (laughs)
3: Bus goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't certainly it wasn't the level of milsim that we would like it to been but you know, it's um, it the environment of the day, you know, certainly changes that, and it yeah. centralise no so contact with the customer exactly, and, <laughs> and, and and the beauty of that field because it is so close, you know, you can essentially have an engagement, you know, be hit, bleed out walk back to respawn, wait your three minutes of respawn, and then you can be back in the fight within 30 seconds. Mm. So you could have your level of gameplay as intense or as laid back as you wanted.
0: Did you get much travel resistance from people that are like, oh, I'm not going to go to
3: Oh, well, we-, we didn't really know because the ones that might have just didn't turn up. Yeah, no, there yeah. was a one group
4: where they relied on a couple of key guys that were going to drive up, and those key guys pulled out. So, but there was no gripe yep. leading into the event from it. Um, that was the one obstacle we heard about just before like the week out.
0: Um, it's something I'm very conscious of with Arachula. Um, there are people that are just that nah, it's too far. Um, so I just wondered if Gimpy had the same effect on people.
1: It definitely would have done, but we just might not have had it. Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and now from our point of view, of like you know, like our motto of "nut up or shut up." Yeah, you know, mind so, you though, I would drive to Susan River for an event. So yeah, you're probably asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> if there was enough of of like a good enough event, I would probably go to Townsville as well. Mm.
0: Mm. Would you go to Carnemulla? No.
3: for 10,000 acres and
0: vehicle-based ops? Yes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I
4: can do that. Are we talking this year?
0: (laughs) Look, it is something that has been on the... Uh, Look, I... (laughs) I I make no no bones about it. I've always wanted to do a desert gel ball event and get out into the red sand because... Everyone is so used to where they are, and nobody plays in the red sand. Yes. So it's going to create all these new pinch points that people don't think about until they're there and go, oh, my God, this sand gets in everything. Yes.
2: I wonder how much of a no-man's land it would degenerate into, because if you can see people, yes. you just set a line, hold the line, mm. they set their line, and there's 50-odd metres in between. Mm. No one... This is World
1: War One no, trenches 50 metres yeah,
2: apart.
0: That's yeah. the beauty of the 40, Max. It changes distances.
3: So, but, yeah. Yeah, I can throw a cricket ball about 40 metres. That's how far we can <laughs> well, throw a our mortar. Beam. our mortar does 60-plus, <laughs> so... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly... You know, the, the scope is wide for, you know, what we can do. It, it's just that a lot of people, I think, really need to go oh, well, I, I normally travel 15 minutes to my local field. And, and people and players, we all need to step outside our comfort zone and yeah. go, for this sport and the level of fun that we've got, we've got to go to that next level of, yeah, I've, I've got to put some plans in place for three minutes' yeah. time.
1: a bit more commitment.
3: To go yeah. to that event because it is special. It's, it's more than just a, a, a day game. And we can play those at any time that we want. But See, we I've, I've a,
0: heard a some, some senior celebrities talk about um, a day game at Donnybrook, that's milsim enough. You don't need to go to these big events. You can milsim at, at not milsim. At
1: that's me, it's half an hour games, And that's
2: mm. not milsim, yeah. And you're not engaging that's squads that's with, with decent tactics. Cool.
4: Yeah, the, I love playing at Donnybrook. Um, the one thing is... You just don't know the caliber of people that you're going to come up
0: against, and and it could be a ten year old, yeah, um, or somebody in a wheelchair, or what. And that that is the day game.
2: It can yeah. be a bucks party, yeah. We've had yeah. that, and yeah. that's no reflection on like I started. It's just a reality. Yeah. I've had yeah. some
4: of the best days playing out there, and some frustrating ones. Mm. But yeah. that's just the nature of it, and I love that field.
0: Yeah, and and um, Dave and. The guys there could do whatever they want. That's not going to change. It's a, it's about the randos that rock up on the day. Yep, 100%. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, but look, I, I think any field, given the location, where, you know, Townsville, Kanamala, Arachula, um, notice um, the, the landscape of what the event is. So this is thinking about how we ran CIC and from a player's perspective, the things that I wanted our player base to know. So, uh, and re reevaluating that ticket thing is, okay, tickets are going to go and sell here. You know all the rules, it's all clear, the, the flow of, or the structure of the game of what you want to give away is already established, the date of the game and enough time for people to organise to be there relative to the time frame of the game. So if it's a 24-hour, that's fairly fairly easy to organise, if it's more days then it's going to require more time to get organised and so announcing when the tickets are going to go on sale before the event and so on is, is, I think, from my perspective, is important.
3: Yeah.
0: Do we want to, because obviously Marty and Tim haven't heard the podcast that we recorded five seconds ago (coughs) um, and I dropped something in that, do we want to talk to them about that?
4: I'll talk about anything to do with Milsim if you <laughs> let, let me have enough time.
0: So I plan in June or July to run not a Milsoft but a Milsim that includes that includes a complete night and barriers into two days. So you will start on a day during daylight play all through the night. Is he masturbating? Well, he's got no, a blaster in his no. hand. So like, <laughs> Uh, and it will finish the following day.
2: Yeah. We're talking like a six PM start through to
0: like a no, it could be lunchtime to lunchtime. It lunch could time be lunchtime. Yep. I, I don't know what it is yet, um, but it will be minimum of twenty four hours in the field, living in yep. the field.
2: Right.
3: That's yep. the best. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, and the question I posed to these guys that were on the previous podcast is, how do we get the community ready for
3: that? And and I think. Like, you know, many things. Um, the the Milsim community that we have at the moment, which is
0: sounds like a Facebook page,
3: really <laughs> the MILSOF community, it, it is is like a like a child. A, at the moment, we are many people are just crawling.
0: Yeah, get the training wheels on,
3: and we we essentially have to take the community from that crawling phase to the walking phase, and from that walking phase to the running phase. And it may take years for us to build that level up so that we can have a good core. And from that core, we'll have little trickles of players that will come in and be educated into how to millsoft, how to mill sim, and go further. And it's unfortunately, I think, it, because our sport is so new, really, um, we've had... Really, four years of mm. play. Really, you know, we're nothing in comparison to what Marty. S- do you Airsoft's remember like in in the US, which has been there for you know thirty years, thirty forty years now?
0: Marty, do you remember when the first game at Newtown was?
1: Like um, in- September twenty
0: seventeen. Mm. So yeah, that's four years,
1: and it was legal in March twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, don't, much, don't yeah. no, yeah, no. Don't play that game. There's no law <laughs> against it
4: until. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, look, look, I think having the Milsoft events um, broadens the community and piques people's interest. I think having MilSim events running in conjunction with Milsoft sets a standard and makes people realise, oh, there's something more than, than no. this. Uh, I think there's a group or there's a level of people that run Milsim think, yeah, sorry, Milsoft think that they could do a Milsim. Um, And I think that there's also then another percentage of those people that then do a Milsim and go, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm. So when you run those two, they they understand that there's something more than that and that there's there's a gap. And having a pathway to that Milsim and respectfully helping people on that pathway to Milsim um, and I think you just rely on the experienced people within the community to help people along that pathway.
3: Yeah. yeah to really help educate.
0: Mentor and big brother.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's not a thing of like, oh, we're showing you how to do this because we've done it and we're, we're good or whatever. It's, no, we want you to be able to do it as well and for you to then help someone else do it as well, you know,
1: to and we want people to do it and enjoy doing it, not just do it for doing it,
3: mm. yeah, that's it, yeah, and to, to really help grow that sport, yeah, because
1: mm. don't, don't the, tell yeah. everyone embrace the suck because people won't come, embrace the fun, then people do come,
3: exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, and and that's, <laughs> that's I can't sell patches that say embrace the fun, <laughs> and, and that's why the, the speed soft side of, um, of gel ball has been really popular because of hey, they see this intense action for 10 minutes or so or, or five minutes or, or less and it's over and it's done and that's it. It's kind of like, oh, well, it's great spectatory. Yeah, it the equipment entry level
2: and everything for Speedsoft is its a good entry spot. It's getting a bit higher now. Like
0: entry level blaster in Speedsoft is not... A Gen 9. <laughs> like, no. You, you could not go into a competition no, with a Gen I don't eight. think Tim was meaning entry yeah. level
1: into the sport, but no, it's, I'm, it's. I'm
0: talking about the equipment that they. Would oh, use. definitely, yeah. Yeah, like yeah.
4: a die fight face mask. They're not cheap. Yeah. You
1: know, G90, you, you, yeah. You,
4: you, they're they're only the jerseys that you wear so they can slide on the ground and knee pads. Oh. And then forget about your, your binary on your, your blaster and the rate of fire.
1: And then they go to Crossfire and get hunted by me and Phil last night. You took off <laughs> like a whip it after that guy last night after he came to our spawn. Yeah. <laughs> and then you knifed him.
0: <laughs> Can I ask an unrelated question while Tim's here? Any
2: word on the next AGBLs? Um, I believe it's... That's a kamikaze question. I believe okay. it's into the new year. I'd love
0: to have Cam on the podcast, but he's never fucking available. <laughs>
2: He's very busy with GRC and, mm. yeah.
3: What, what is this?
2: This is a uh, strange...
3: <laughs> yeah. we, yeah, we can
0: talk about it. Look, I'd even have speedballers on the podcast, you know. You've just got to ask. We, we've We'd had some them
3: in our squad, Unfortunately, <laughs> I
2: was going to say, we've had some really good skirmishes with speedballers at Donnybrook huh. because they communicate. They communicate, I would say, better. better than we do sometimes. I believe we discussed this in that last podcast.
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, I, I definitely think that the broad gel ball community, it, it was just outdoor games. And then yeah. Speedsoft became a thing. And then from there... Well, it went
1: indoor. You got outdoor, then we got indoor, and then we got competition indoor. Yeah.
4: yeah. So yeah. I think now we need
1: to grow the outdoor again.
4: The community, it has diversified. And it's now that each pillar of that gel yeah. ball community is now building its own world with the community
0: that it has. I, I certainly noticed when I used to run Wacol, um, and I'm not part of that anymore that people would play a f- for a while and they would get tired of a weekend game and speedball was that next evolution for them yeah. um, Milsim was a bit onerous for some people but speedball they could see it, they could understand it, they could go watch that's not something we can really offer in Milsim to, do you want to come and watch one? I'd come down next weekend, we're doing a milsim. sim.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's just not you, possible. You stand there and watch Where are TV they? Well, they're
1: there? out there in yeah. that 150-acre property. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, you know, we, we say that we can't watch it, but, you know, is that true? You know, we, we have players that have CASA-licensed drone abilities. Still
0: got to be more than 30 metres in any direction from someone.
3: But for them to actually be flying above... can
0: no, you can't be directly above. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: but potentially then having live feeds off cams on helmets.
1: and well, and, link and many of us it. do do some live stream, but it's taxing on your phone and your battery, and your phone is dead by the end of the day. So it takes in, another in, toll. In time,
3: but but yeah. may, maybe this is the the thought process of okay, well, let's run a a four hour milsim showcase game, where
1: everyone streams.
3: Where it, there's Let's say there's six guys, three on each team, streaming, and and there's a camera crew out there, and they're videoing everything. Or two or three cameras. Uh, yeah, crews. I'd
0: probably rather have six separate cameras out there than players with yeah. a head up, because and, you can catch so many different angles.
3: And and essentially going well, yeah, this is a game, and it's well, it's we, kind can sh- we can do that showcasing milsim of, of what happens and we'll how do. things happen, yeah. decisions, yeah. and 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 just making it. Of that fun so that people can actually then go, "Wow, I never knew that that was that level of engagement, or hmm. or that decision that guy made," and and almost referencing it to Hunger Games ish style, but um,
0: sounds like Flashpoint.
3: Yeah, yeah, along that line. Is but that a segue? Um, <laughs> That's not a Millsim. <laughs> so that that people will get that level of engagement to go. I didn't even know it was like that. I just thought it was like eh, something which was just so hard and so out of my league.
0: It's just but it's a day game at Donnybrook and you're out there for 12 hours. Boring. Yeah. Who wants to do CTF for 12 at hours? At the end of
4: the day, Millsim's not for No. Okay,
0: no. But it could be.
4: It could be. Um,
0: and,
1: and, and we want to try and get more people. That's the whole idea. It's yeah. not for everyone, but it's from, soft it's for more. everyone.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just, just you like get that. a meal softed you get a Mills soft.
3: Just like you know, um, like you're trying to introduce a new food to your child, and they've never tasted a prawn before, and they suddenly try the prawn because you go, "Hey, give it a go." And
0: then they get anaphylaxis,
3: and then. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it <be> means <miserable. laughs> for that's, that's called negative thinking Travis. Negative I have thinking. a lot of that
0: I, I live around Roxy
3: So, and, and then <laughs> that, that child tastes it and goes well that's not too bad I don't mind it and Roxy, then asks Roxy's her, nice again. so yeah. you know that, that slow feed of let's try it give it a go if you don't like it spit it out and put it in a bin and I'll have the rest
0: let's make it tomatoes and then we can talk about Roxy having those <laughs>
4: Look, on, on that note, like though, ice cream. I scream. <laughs> like You're
1: your all about to get muted here. <laughs> I
4: definitely think that we, we've talked about us, like the Milsen community, losing players to Speedsoft. But I definitely know that there are players that do a lot of indoor and Speedsoft that are actually coming back into Milsen. Yep. Because yeah, yeah. it challenges you in, in a different way.
1: And it's it's definitely- funny you should say that. We had Jade with us yesterday, who's been playing speedsoft for the last year, but she started at Newtown playing with us every every fortnight, and she had a whale of a time on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. At, at the other private game on Sunday, she she couldn't believe how good it was.
2: And I think it's just it depends what mm. each individual's playing. Like I know um, Darley Dog, obviously started outdoors, went to the speedball thing, still loves his outdoors, but um. It's his uh, more YouTube content and stuff from doing the indoor stuff. Yep. I don't believe he's ever stood up and said, I don't want to play outdoors again. And, well, I know because he's been back at Urban a couple of times in the last couple of weeks now that all the Speedsoft seasons have finished. Look, um, I'll,
0: I'll always go back to the ice cream reference. We're all eating ice cream. Who cares what colour or flavour it is?
2: Just just be happy that people are eating ice cream. Encourage more people to eat some kind of ice cream. Yeah, Yeah.
0: who cares what ice cream they're eating? The bigger the sport is, the more opportunities we have, and that includes us promoting Speedsoft.
3: Oh, totally. I know. Like Gunner and myself went and played at Crossfire last night, doing a a pistol and and shotgun only, and um, and it was great fun. You know. know? it's not speed soft,
1: but it's 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 not fast. No, it's not speed soft, but it was very quick. I just started another. You didn't have to play quick; you could play slow. But yeah. you know, when when you want to go quick, you well, we didn't go sliding across the floor. But did you see the turtle guy slide on his back? Like that was brilliant.
0: I want to see Marty at hardcore
1: trying to play there. I've played at hardcore. I just struggle getting through some of the gaps. <laughs>
0: You're not me, mate. Come on. That's because it's four foot wide <laughs> on
3: the shoulders behind this.
1: I, I'm, I'm wide enough to this way to not have to compensate that way too. Last <laughs> night I got stuck behind between the bus and a barricade. Literally, I got wedged out to reverse out.
0: <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't a visual podcast. <laughs> it's
4: got surround sound with. I don't know
0: what it it is with the freaking motorbike. I haven't heard a motorbike here ever. (laughs) And now, nine o'clock at night, motorbikes. Craziness. Speaking of which, we got any more in us? I'm pretty done. We can talk
3: all night, pretty much. I know you can,
0: Preacher, but this is your third podcast this week and you're you're banned.
1: (laughs) Just loves the sound of his own voice, don't you, Preacher?
0: Well, that's why they call him Preacher, isn't it? Because he loves to talk up in front of people.
3: I like to help educate. <laughs> Is that what you call it?
2: <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Come to yeah. the dark side, we've got cookies
0: Nom, nom, nom
3: Thank yeah. you very much, Travis No, thank, thank you
2: extractor.
0: I'm going to throw to my ad now Because, like, I do ads Because, like, it pays the bills
3: Excellent
1: Go, Go for it. it Thank you
0: Thanks for listening to the Millsem Podcast We're not sponsored directly by any business. So how does it exist? Because of a dedicated group of people who send me money on Patreon. Patreon is a way for me to pay for the cost of hosting and sharing this podcast on the internet and upgrading equipment as required. And you can get some perks if you're in Patreon. A few people pay a significant amount, but I'd like a bunch of people who like what we do to just pay $1 a month, as they really help me with the algorithms. I do shout out events and retailers, but they are all things I'm directly involved in running myself or they're events or products I want to support in the community. You also won't be here running anyone down directly, but I will give feedback I think is constructive. You can also support me once off via PayPal if you don't like Patreon, or you can send me mail or products to review via Wounded Heroes at P.O. Box 73, Ellen Grove 4078 in Queensland. But please be aware I can't return review products unless you include full return postage. I thank you in advance for your anticipated support and I hope you're enjoying our podcast.